So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts are here with Jim from When Nothing Works. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band, and what does the band name mean? All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's take it in. So uh, they were looking for a vocalist. They were in an old band called uh, Alcondola. So um, I basically tried out for them. Um, I've been out of the scene for a while, so to speak. Like I hadn't been in a band for a while. I just sort of uh, knocked it in the head. So I was about 25, 26 when I stopped it. I just stopped doing stuff musically and I was like, I've just had enough of it all. So I um, took a long, I guess a hiatus from it all because I was just sick of it all. And um, then I went and just uh, tried out for these lads in February. I think it was February of this year, actually. In fact, it was February this year. So yeah, it was pretty soon. And um, yeah, so that's how that inspired. And I think the band name came from... uh, an old song of theirs called When Nothing Works, which was going to be part of the Our Condolences uh, set. And uh, I've heard that song and it's, I think it's, um, I think it's the song we use now, but I can't remember which song it is, but I know my version is much better than their version. So there we go. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So what is your writing process like? Oh, gee. Um, right. So basically Ben and, um, I think Ben and Adam are the main songwriters. Adam's the drummer. He's multi-talented. He's unbelievably talented, that geezer. I'm sure he's going to love hearing this. His ego is going to go through the roof. <laughs> he's the band oh. dad. He's the, oldest, he's the oldest of the band, and he's got a kid and a wife, and he's very, very sensible, mostly. And Ben's, uh, Ben's undoubtedly the alcoholic of the band. He's going to love me for saying that on this. He's going to be like, cheers, Jim. <laughs> he wouldn't deny it, so it's all right. <laughs> um, Luke, he is the other guitarist. He, he, he's trying to get some stuff in, but just he has another e- equipment. Uh, so he's not been able to get into there. So anyway, um, so they basically come up the music. Adam basically does, he knocks up whole songs entirely. He just knocks them all up and he's he's unbelievable. So he sends all the music over or Ben will send some of the music over because he's got the equipment to record as well. And um, they just send it to me and I'll just write stuff. Okay. And that's it. I'll just sort of, so I'll sort of get a melody in my head or I'll get some words and I'm just like, okay, cool. All right. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. All right. Very simple. Uh, so congrats on your new single, uh, Hungover Guilt. Uh, how do you guys feel yes. about the response to that so far? Yeah, it's uh, pretty overwhelming, actually. Just hearing nice things said about it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice, actually. It's really embarrassing. Um, I'm, not used, I'm not used to nice things being said. Well, I am used to it, nice things being said, but not nice things about things I've written about. And I was like, oh, this is quite, this is quite different. Yeah. This, is, this, is, uh, this is unique, and uh, I'll get used to this. But so it's really really cool man I'm, I'm glad people are digging it you know honestly I'm really glad like so uh, yeah I like that song that's yeah. good so happy to hear that yeah, yeah. so you. where was your headspace while making that single uh do you want the really blunt version of course you do it's a podcast <laughs> go for it um a friend of mine and this is crazy again so this all happened in January it was on our Twitter because Ben posted on our Twitter a few years ago. And I was like, it wasn't a few years ago. It happened in January. So you're wrong already. But he was like, okay, okay. So in January, a friend of mine, uh, she was uh, sexually uh, abused at a party uh, we'd gone to. And um, I was in the room next door and I had no idea that it was going on. Like, you know, um, I had no idea what the crack was until she came into the room. I saw her face and I went, oh, fuck. Like, sorry, can I swear? All right, cool. Yeah, you're good. Um, 
Cool. I'm just making sure I didn't know if it was a, a censored podcast, but I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, good. There we go. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, fuck. And I saw her face and I just, I knew something had happened and she told us what had happened and I just went, yeah, it just, I don't know. I just, it's just, yeah. So when they sent me the music hung over guilt, I just sat there and I just went, she just wrote it all. I think I knocked it down about 15 minutes. So I was like, bang, done. Or even less than that. I think it's 10, 15 minutes. I just went bang. I just went, this is huge. Jesus. Yeah, I was, fuming. I was fuming. So that was like the end of middle of to the end of January. And then I got sent the track in like early February. And I remember that I hit, I had the, uh, the two demo tracks. One was eventually Coward and the other one was Hungover Guilt, which eventually turned. And I just wrote them both out. I heard the songs and I went, well, I've got stuff to vent about. So just both of them just not got knocked out. And I was like, yeah, there you go. Okay. Wow. Mm. So, yeah, it's a bit of a deep one, but, yeah, I'm glad to have got it off my chest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when you're making music, uh, what bands influence it? Um, I think it depends on who you speak to in the band. It's a very various amount of people, very various amount of... Uh, they might slap me for this, but I definitely have the... Maybe I've got the biggest range of tastes in the band. <laughs> I definitely do have the biggest range of taste i think uh we've only played two shows because of after a lockdown because of coronavirus yeah. so we've we played one show and then three days later everything got locked down yeah um but uh i think for them it's like counterparts straight from the path uh maybe a bit of bear tooth mm-hmm. that's for them lads um for me Killswitch Engage are a massive influence for me. Um, I've been into that band for a long time. But again, other bands like Biffy Clyro, Hundred Reasons, um, but even just guys like, for example, The Streets. I can listen to that guy and be like, yeah, that's like you listen to his li- lyrics and like, and he's it's just such clever. And I'm like, I'd like to write something like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's slightly different in that sense. But those, those are, I guess, are some of the basic band. August Burns Red are another one. They're a big influence on. Yeah. whole band like you know and i think you can hear that but i think we um we've got songs in there that i definitely think of definitely more um of that post hard like we've got coward and hungover get which or coward definitely is i think more of a straight up metal song but we've got a new our new single breakthrough which will be coming out soon that's definitely got more of a post hardcore vibe to it mm-hmm. like definitely i definitely easily say that it's definitely got some like early 2000s brit rock vibe to it which well i grew up with that so i'm like yeah that's fantastic yeah okay yeah solid taste so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to your music uh yeah i mean just to enjoy it really like Mm -hmm. if people enjoy it and uh you know it's again if people like the songs then that's the main thing to me like when i was in a band called psych many years ago when i was like 17 18 19 you know people used to be like oh they're great songs and they'd love them and blah 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 i was like wicked i'm glad you enjoy it but i don't think anyone had an any clue what I was writing about so they was like yeah they're great songs we moshed them and beat each other up and I was like oh yeah that's great but I don't know like no one seemed to have a clue what I was writing about and it was a bit like oh it's a bit that's a bit of a pain in the ass but yeah. now like now I'm older it's like people are like oh cool so you know this song's about that and that song's about that and that makes me feel this way and I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. people that's are getting nice. it now it's really nice it's just yeah. cool you know it's I just want people to feel positive and happy and well even though some of these songs aren't positive and happy I want them to feel like yeah these are good times yeah okay. yeah yeah understandable um so you said you had a single in the works coming out soon are there any is there anything else in the works you can tell us about anything bigger yeah 
Uh, bigger. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say we've got a couple of shows lined up. They're not massive shows. Well, one of them is not. Well, I think they're quite important shows, but one of them definitely. We are booked to hopefully play. I think we're booked to play the Camden Underworld in Ooh. February, which is the fucking mecca of like. <laughs> It's like, oh my god! Like, what a venue! Yeah, like, yeah. I've seen so many bands there. I don't know if you guys know about it. I know you guys in the states, but it's like one of the holy grails of like hardcore and metal. Mm-hmm. Like a five hundred venue, no barrier, just stage dives, proper venue. And it's I've played it once before, but it was like a pay to play show, yeah. and it was oh. just it was a bit like mm. so. It was, it was cool to play. It was like the underworld, but it was also a bit like oh, this is a bit yeah. So yeah, but. This is going to be like a proper show. I don't, I can't say much more on that, but I'm just like, this is so cool to go and play. Like all the band are hyped for it, all of us. Like it's just going to be so exciting to go and not tick off the underworld and just be like, yes, I've done it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, really excited for that. Really, um, really hoping for that. Um, but yeah, we've got another single breakthrough that will be coming out in August, end of August, early September. We're going to try and get a single out each month mm-hmm. because there's nothing else to do. So. I mean, we're not going to write an album because, you know, we're obviously an unsigned band. We're not, you know, there's nothing to really stop us. And also as well, people consume music in different ways now. So, I mean, if we got signed to a little label or something like that and they went, write an album, then, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to write an album. But, you know, for now, it's just like we might as well just release singles and just see how it all goes. But um, what else have we got? So, yeah, Breakthrough's next one. I think we've got another one after that called Give the Man a Hand. Mm-hmm. I think the next one after that is called Drag. Okay. And then after that... I don't know what the next ones are, but we do them basically in batches of three, so it'll be like single, 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 and then we'll have we'll be working on the next three singles while those are coming out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good process, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So would you ever take those singles that you're releasing over the course of a couple months and put them in an EP? Um, we have thought about it. We have mm-hmm. thought about it, but I think where people now can just like use like Spotify and Apple Music and all that and they can make playlists. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we need to. I mean, we have spoke about maybe just doing like B-sides and being like, oh, that song's good, but we could just use it as a B-side. And we've also just said, why don't we just do it as a double A-side? Like, you know, just do it as a split single. Like, we were talking about some music that's been um, untouched by Ben and he was just like, what if we just, um, what if we just took these two songs? Because one was a very slow it was only two minutes long. It's a very, very slow piece of music. Definitely different to what we normally release. And the other one was like a 53-second piece of like just punk rock. And I was like, we could just do that as like a double A side. Mm-hmm. Just do like boom, boom. Just do it as a split single. Yeah. And we'll release it online, stuff like that. But as an EP, I don't think I'd want to do an EP unless there was, again, unless we had some sort of resources for it. Because, yeah, yeah I think as an unsigned band, I, don't, I wouldn't want to spend a ton of money just knocking up EPs when people nowadays, like a lot of people nowadays... There's a lot of streaming and stuff. I mean, I still buy CDs and vinyl, but that's because, you know, I'm, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. But um, I know a lot of people nowadays, they don't have the space to buy CDs or buy vinyls and all that sort of thing. Or, well, to be honest, we wouldn't be able to afford to make a vinyl EP anyway, but you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. maybe maybe in the future, but for now, no. I think it would just keep being singles. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So mm-hmm. where do you see the band in the next five years? Probably split up. Oh! <laughs> No. Oh, I don't know, really. I mean, um, don't get me wrong, I'd love to keep doing it, but, I mean, it all depends. I mean, Adam's 34 now, so he'll be pushing, like, 39. 
I'm 32, so I'll be pushing 37. So unless something dramatic happens in that couple of years, then I think it would just be a case of, you know, I mean, you know, and again, it's one of those things. It's like Ben's the youngest, but Ben will be like 30. Luke's like 30, I think himself, so I'll be 35. And um, stuff like that. So I think it's one of those where, you know, it's not trying to sound negative. It's just a case of who knows what will happen. If Again, if we get a bit of momentum together, then who knows how long we can ride it out. But, you know, unfortunately, obviously other things have got to weigh up. You know, again, Adam's got a family. Luke's got a family. You know, they've both got full-time jobs. We've all got jobs because, you know, no money to be made in the music industry anymore. But um, we've, you know, we've both got, we've all got jobs. And um, again, two of us are family. So we need to think about that sort of side of it. So in five years, don't be wrong, in five years, I'd love to be able to be like, yeah, we're just touring like just touring playing big shows yeah. like that that would be amazing just to just you know success is how success is how you view success i suppose so if they turned around and said what did you do and it was like i supported this band at like brixton academy or something like that then i'd be like yeah that's success mm-hmm. yeah. but in five years we gotta just i suppose we'll see what it is let's let's see what happens with coronavirus first because right now i think that's also uh gonna dictate how well this uh, all goes yeah mm-hmm. all right yeah, that's true uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> my last meal? Oh, go on. I'll have a... Go on then. I'll have a, I'll have a proper roast dinner. Proper British thing. Proper roast dinner. Probably a can of lemon fanta, maybe. Right. Lemon fanta is a godsend. All right. All right. Solid. So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Cybertron. Cyber- I'm a big oh. Transformers fan. Huge okay. Transformers fan. So, I was just like, yeah, go on. Uh-huh. Cybertron will do. Uh-huh. I'd love to go check that. You know, big metal robots walking around the place. I'd be like, go on, son. Oh, <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Come on, Optimus. Let's go for a spin, mate. Come on. Let's go. Uh and I have the honor of asking the last question. And every single person we've spoken to has said the most important question. What is your favorite color? Oh, black. There you go. That's some taste. Okay. Like you know, just, you know, I don't know. Just, I've always just loved it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's, if it's not, if it doesn't count, then I'll go with red, but you know. Red. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, there um, we go. Those are my facts. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah. Come check us out on Instagram. W, uh, WNW Band, come check us out on Twitter, w, w, uh, WNW Band, Facebook, When Nothing Works Band. Um, yeah, just come find us on all our social medias and just come say hello. Like Ben's on the Twitter, mm-hmm. posting some sort of bollocks on there, probably, as uh, he normally does. Twitter is wild, I love it. <laughs> fucking needs to cut it out. Ben, stop being a knob on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I don't know, I don't even know who runs the Facebook page, I don't do any of it. I'll just let them all get on with it. I don't know who runs Instagram. I don't know who runs Facebook. I know Ben runs Twitter. But we all know the Twitter. The Twitter is Ben's yeah, fault. Yeah, Ben, it's all your fault, mate. Goddamn. But, um, yeah, check out the singles as well on Apple on all the streaming services, man. Coward, Hurt Hill, and uh, Hungover Guilt. Because if you hear these songs, they will change your life yeah. for the better. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Jim when nothing works, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.